This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode of 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everybody, welcome to 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I've been watching this shit show since the beginning. And I'm Kyle and this quarantine has lasted a long time, so I'm ready to get the hell out of this city. They did not impress me <laughs> whatsoever. Hey Kyle, did you uh, want some more fried rice? <laughs> yeah, actually yes. <laughs> that sounds delicious. If there were any fried rice near my house, I would go get it right now. But I think that's the best comeback to coming out as bisexual that's ever happened. <laughs> I think so, too. I don't know, though. I think that the most satisfying part of this week's episode was Rose's epic takedown of Ed. <laughs> by it was just, pretty great. By just spitting truths, like one after the other. As soon as she said, I know who you are. I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. <laughs> I was like, she knows who he is. Shit. I mean, overall, a little bit of a come down after last week's three uh, hour yeah. episode. Totally. But still good. What, what did you think? Yeah, I, th- this wasn't a laugh episode. You know what I mean? It was a se- I have so much to say, but it's all serious. It was very serious. We're, we're going to try to have fun, but... There- <laughs> There's something about, I feel like this always kind of happens around episode 11. And can we get into our uh, typical absolute massive failure of a prediction of how many episodes there are this season? Yes. We're always wrong. Do you know how many, but not really? I mean, I know that there's one next week. (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll just go with that. (laughs) I think that there's going to be 13 based on my DVR, and then the tell-all will be at a later date. I don't think that they're going to have it directly after episode 13. Could be wrong. There's there's tell-all tea spilling today from Frauded by TLC. That's interesting. I saw that. So the tea was that. So spoiler, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, that he, he who shall not be named in Varia are not on the tell-all. I'm not sure if that's a spoiler. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not together. It just means, I think, that TLC maybe got the hint. I mean, they're not on Pillow Talk either. There has to be something there. That's true. Yeah. It, it's kind of shocking that they're still on the season at all. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, no need to get into that. Um, I yeah this is a very serious episode but still a lot of like interesting stuff to dig into just not nearly as fun as that three-hour episode yeah and um, no seminars no seminars i i'm curious i don't think based on the dms and the response that i got on instagram this week i don't know that everybody else loved the seminar as much as you and i i <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing i'd ever seen i thought Hands it was so down. great but i can appreciate so i can appreciate people that can't handle cringe humor that's true. Yeah, because I guess for me, some shows take it too far. Like I, I can only watch Curb Your Enthusiasm so much before I just want to crawl into a cave and die. <laughs> That's true. It is a specific type of humor, but 
I loved it. Oh man. Um, but we are, we are going to go into a little bit of evidence correction on that as well. Um, I think just overwhelming support and love for Erica's parents in general. Um, and overwhelming love and support for Rose this week. And I think general support for Avery too. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like Avery. Um, I watched Pillow Talk this week, which I don't usually do before we record because I want to go come in fresh. But I had time at lunch today, so I watched Pillow Talk. And Tim, Tim was like, ooh, I hope Avery comes home single. <laughs> right? <It's> totally <laughs> his type. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And he kind of <laughs> looks like her ex-boyfriend, the weed guy. Right? I was thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Maybe we'll have like our first cross-season hookup. We'll have to have see big, if that if they break up, who knows. I have big respect for the way that Avery stood up to Ash and did not, at least on camera, wither under his really bizarre uh rant and and deflection. He needs a Snickers, you know? I mean it's <laughs> not his fault, Kyle. His brain's just like <laughs> I'm sure many, many women listening to this podcast can empathize that we have lived through this situation a billion times where a man is sitting there trying to school us about how women are emotional and women are this and women are that. And then they exude all of those same qualities themselves towards us women. And you're like this, this irony, it, it cannot get deeper it's very frustrating, but we've lived through it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Her subtle and quiet no is fantastic and brings me joy. I had to rewind it several times. So should we get into some evidence? Yeah, not a huge amount this week, but some. there's some happy news. I guess depending on your point of view for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Matt and Ola news is happy regardless. Of course. That's that's so, amazing. Yeah. So Matt and Ola had their baby girl. There's not much else to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's not a lot of details. I guess that's good. They had the kid. Yeah. Shit's fine. Healthy girl. Yeah. Um, look very cute. Very happy. Um, congratulations to them. Uh, otherwise, uh, Paul and Karini <laughs> are reportedly pregnant again. Yay? <laughs> Are we happy gonna, about that? Just, just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I'm just gonna I put don't it out there. <laughs> well, I, I wonder. Uh, my my curiosity is really related to Karini's experience in an American hospital giving birth versus Brazil. And oh my god, my girl better get a freaking epidural this time because that was rough right? to watch. Just knock her out for the whole thing. Please. Yeah. Just just give her all the drugs. Just um, wake her up with Carl's Jr. ready to go. <laughs> oh, Karini. I just wish the best for Karini and for the baby. And kind of, I don't know about Paul. Um, Simba. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> nightmares. I'm going to have nightmares again. I had to Jesus. bring it back. So bad. Um, we have a correction from last week. We got, I, I don't think that I've gotten this many DMs in a long time about a particular subject, but it is that when we cited my, Mark Gungor as the 
quote unquote stand up comedian that Ash <laughs> copied. He's not a comic. Apparently, he's a pastor and a marriage counselor. And this was legit. This, so. Well, he was being serious in his comedic presentation of his his real ideas on how he thinks relationships between men and women should operate it yeah so i mean i i swear to you that both kyle and i watched the entire the I entire watched the whole video thing. i had no idea who this guy was i, I thought it was a stand-up comic yeah he had News props to me it was like carrot top but chauvinism <laughs> So apologies for misconstruing or misrepresenting Mark Gungor. Um, hopefully nobody's like that invested in him that from this is like for 15 years ago. So. I don't know. Based on some of the emails I got, people <laughs> people are pretty fired up about defending Mark Gungor as not he's, a comedian. He's got lots of fans. We're sorry, Mark Gungor. We understand. What I you're mean, all I'm about not really now. sorry. I watched the whole thing in horror. <laughs> Yep. Um, that's all we have to say about that. Not a stand-up <laughs> comedian. Yeah. Let's let's get into the episode, though. I mean, um, still a lot happened. Uh, this is, yeah, again, more bummery than last week, but we're going to make it fun. Do you want to start with Usman and BGL? Yes. All right. I just want to say that looking back on the last couple of episodes, it's still sto- it's so strange to me still that Usman has, like, out of nowhere just taking this hard line of like being the man and being in control. Like he wasn't, he didn't talk this way before, did he? It feels like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And this episode, he, he tried to almost not walk it back, but explain himself a little bit. I felt like that he was saying he had just kind of had enough and, and that was almost an outburst. And and now I, I believe what he was saying. I think that's how he really feels about how relationships should be for, for his culture. But (laughs) I think that the way that it came out just out of seemingly out of nowhere was just because he had just had enough. It was like a volcanic pressure had been building up for weeks here. Lisa has made, no strides to correct her jealousy and control issues. We see Zero. them in full swing. Well, and the most yeah. the most obnoxious thing she said this week was she just her superiority complex is also ridiculous and in <sighs> full swing. Yeah. And the the fact that she like can't wait to get out of, you know, the, your shitty hometown and it did not impress that was me the at worst. all. Yeah, that I was awful. Really hated it. She she shits when she when she was spouting off. I can't wait to get the hell out of this city. I, in my head, I'm thinking, wait, am I nuts? This is where he grew up, right? Yeah. And then he he says, yes, this is where I grew up. You don't like it? <laughs> I just I couldn't believe that she was saying something so fucked up about his hometown when he's right there. It's so messed up. I mean, is her? I've look. I've never been to York, Pennsylvania, but I don't know how impressive it is. But like, what? What did Lisa expect to see an experience in Nigeria? I guess like she. There's so much cool shit she's gotten to do. Like, I would have loved 
to meet his family and go to that little mosque. And, you know, there's so many nice people to talk to. All the Barney. people at Barney at mom's house, you know, the, the, the show that she got to go to the quote unquote red carpet event. There were so many fucking cool people there. And I, I know that you said you would not have enjoyed the goat market. I would have thought that was a really cool experience to purchase a goat at the goat market, but I feel like she's gotten to do some really unusual and unique things. And she has zero appreciation for any of it. No, not at all. It is she the one that has never left the country. Uh, perhaps I, I think so, which is, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the first time you leave the country, especially to go to a developing country, like there are some shocking things. Um, she but, seems set in her ways about yeah. what she enjoys and what she doesn't, which she's almost 60, you know? Yeah. On, on the other hand, I, I just, yeah. Um, I, I have a theory about Lisa and that's that I think in reality for most of this trip she has been carted around in murdered land cruisers (laughs) and i i just don't believe that that hotel is as bad as she initially thought because they're still staying in the same place and they've been there at least a week now I just don't believe that if it was that bad, she would have tolerated it. She would have forced him to get another place that was nicer. Yeah. I, I mean, she it's... plays it up. Oh, really? Uh, it, it seems so authentic <laughs> in the worst way. I think, I think that she plays it up for um, points in their relationship. Right. Oh, like it's a strategy of you better yeah. make me happy because I'm upset. Yeah, I yes. could see that. Um, we start out with their scene, though, in this episode. of It's the aftermath of the I'm a house a man and I'm in control speech. And Lisa just gets up and walks away. But the, my favorite thing that she says is that I'm sick of Usman pitching a fit. And I'm like, Usman has never pitched a fit. This you is the are first the time this has happened. Pitching. All fits have been pitched by you, baby girl, Lisa. Usman, this is number one. First time. Yeah. I also <laughs> liked that she said, I'm willing to blend somewhat to his culture. And then 30 seconds later, she says, you just talk stupid. She also <laughs> makes a distinction that she should be treated a certain way because she is American. And I'm like, What? What? Well, what's the problem? They're getting married in America, Cam. Oh, my god! This is America now. We're reviewing season five for uh, <laughs> Patreon and David and oh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Oh, it's too much. It's really cringy. Um, so then Lisa gives Usman a lecture about communication, and I just like was <laughs> screaming at my television. I couldn't tell Nobody if I, I couldn't Nobody communicates decide. in this relationship at all. I was like, do I laugh or cry? Like, I don't take the show too seriously. So it's pretty funny. But I mean, come on, girl. Like, you have no right to talk about communication issues. You are the worst. In America, it's not even 50-50. So we'll be 60-40. I'm willing to be only 60 because you're from America. That was pretty cringe, too. I mean, really, neither one of them looked good in this scene like Usman says so many percentages there's yeah and on pillow talk like a lot of the 
the cast were like, oh, Annie was like, I'm 100% in the kitchen. You're zero. But driving, you're 100% <laughs> and I'm zero. And I kind of thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, yeah, the 60-40, they're, they're trying to play off Azin's initial like 55%. It was funniest the first time, guys. Um, stop pushing them towards this, <laughs> producers. Did you like Usman's singing at the gas station? It was terrible. So bad, right? I feel so bad saying that because I gen- generally I like Usman. Not a great look at this episode. But um, yeah, I was like, is that how you sound without autotune? Right. And then they, they troll him by cutting <laughs> to his actual song, which sounds nothing like him. It's like fucking <laughs> Tiger King. It is. It is. We haven't heard the song though. I realized in at least three episodes, so I was happy I, yes. to, to hear its yeah. return. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It has been a while. Um, I so, saw Lisa. Lisa saw my own. <laughs> I hate this city. It did not impress me. You're tired of my hometown. You know, I liked meeting your mom and your brother, but that was anything that was good about it. She wants this to go back bu- to Abuja, apparently. This building looks like something from 1950. That's because it probably is. This is a government <laughs> office? I was like, it probably you- is from 1950. <laughs> what government offices do they have in York, Pennsylvania Seriously. that are like, like fancy? I don't know. I, I've been to some pretty rundown government offices here in this country. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, she, uh, I don't know. It, it's exactly what I would expect a government office to look like. Uh, government in offices in the United Nigeria. States are so shitty that when you go <laughs> into one that's nice, it actually makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, I, fe- I walk in and I'm like, oh, my tax dollars went to this fancy building. <laughs> it's this weird like reaction. <laughs> you don't really want the government office to be that yeah, nice. I- like, it feels it feels more at home when it's just like a shitty old like seventies office building with a lot of brown. It just feels right. Yeah, there's like <laughs> no filing offense. cabinets. I don't I don't want to offend any of our government employee listeners. It's just I don't know. <laughs> I've walked into one government building that was really fancy, and I was just thinking, what the fuck? Where am I? What's going on? <laughs> totally. Um, but then we have utter meltdown about the marriage certificate or sorry, the divorce certificate. Now, look, if you're going to get married in a foreign country and you're willing to admit to the government official that you've been married before, by the way, why did she admit it? He would never fucking know. There is absolutely no way for him to verify that she's ever been married. Wouldn't you be prepared to back that up with the divorce certificate? Like, did you really need your fiance to go to the government office to validate that that is a document you would need? That is what was so infuriating about this. I have been divorced. I have been remarried. Fucking newsflash. If you got remarried in York, Pennsylvania, they would have asked for the same shit. Exactly. I had to bring my divorce papers. I had to bring my divorce papers to the courthouse. Every, that's just. that's just so obviously a thing anywhere also like again i i cannot double down on this point enough that 
you know, the guy, the government worker, he's like, oh, it's not in the system. I'm like, what system? What system? <laughs> like, do, you have, do you have records from the York County clerk? Like, no, you do not. Therefore, Hold on. Just- Hold on. I got a catfish, the York <laughs> County clerk. Let me send a couple emails and find <laughs> William's picture. Also, just fake the certificate. How does he know what this divorce certificate looks like? And, 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 then, and then she says, oh, I'm going to have to have him ship it as if she's what? never what? heard of the fucking Internet and right. digital copies of things. Did the guy ask what? for an original notarized fucking copy from Pennsylvania? <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit at all. Why? She has a daughter that is all, if not already an adult, almost an adult. Can't she just have her daughter find it and scan it and email it? And then even if the guy doesn't have, let's just say we're in a weird world where the guy doesn't even have fucking email at the government office. Okay. Go to internet cafe and print it. Exactly. She played this so wrong. She should have just been like, Oh yeah, I do have it. It's back at the house. We'll come back tomorrow. And then just figure it out, man. Like this is not hard. I bet you anything, that's pretty much what happens. I hope so. I think she's just going to FaceTime her daughter. (laughs) But she played her hands so poorly when she admitted she didn't have it. It was Now he's going to be suspicious. Oh, oh, sorry. Correction. It was not Usman's fault when she said (laughs) she didn't have it. But Usman was the one. And, you know, I'm sure that Lisa would have admitted it if Usman hadn't made the gesture first like remember he asked if you've ever been married and Usman immediately turns to her and said and says she has yeah bad he just they played a bad hand he's I I just think he didn't see a reason to be dishonest yeah and I will give Lisa one thing if she really did ask him four times to go to the office or to even google it to figure out what she would need it she is really dumb for not bringing some (laughs) kind of proof or i even have the damn thing scanned in google drive like i do (laughs) i can prove my divorce at a moment's notice um (laughs) (laughs) even barring that if she did ask him four times and he did nothing about it i would be concerned because you're getting marriage is not just a bang this is not like a permanent bang trip (laughs) this is someone that's going to be your partner in all things including financial decisions and if you can't trust him to do something really basic i get why she would be mad in general but she should be just as mad at herself totally and i didn't mean to put this all on lisa i do have like later on in my notes like I would have been furious also if I had asked him to do something four times and he didn't tell me the documents that he needed. And then I got there and I didn't have something I needed. I would be so pissed because like, dude, just go down to this office and ask one day. It's not that hard. So, I mean, I blame both of them. You're absolutely correct. But like, (laughs) you did think to bring your divorce paper. Like, I know it's like nickel when nickel and Azen were trying to get married and like, she didn't have her birth certificate. I'm like, girl, why? Like, would that be the first thing you would consider bringing with you? I don't know. Any, anything at all. 
Listeners, we are living in interesting times, and now more than ever, you may be dealing with stress and anxiety, and you may be feeling a real need to talk to someone about it. Maybe you're dealing with issues you've been wanting to resolve for years now, or maybe you're dealing with depression and anxiety for the first time. It's possible you'd love to talk to a counselor, but you're just not sure how to go about actually finding a counselor. Enter BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers affordable, convenient counseling via text, chat, phone or video. No, you don't even have to travel anywhere. If you're really needing counseling right now, you don't even have to leave your house to get help. BetterHelp is there for you. I used to go to counseling in person, but I found it so overwhelming to drive across town to get to my counselor's office, and I hated scheduling appointments with her weeks in advance. I'm just so busy, I ended up not being able to go a lot of the time. And right now, more than ever, I'm looking for a way to telecommute to all of my appointments, including counseling. With BetterHelp, you can connect with a professional counselor in a safe environment and communicate how it's easiest for you by text, video, chat, or phone. You can talk with a licensed professional counselor who specializes in issues like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, family conflicts, and much more. Everything is safe and secure. BetterHelp allows you to get help at your own time and at your own pace, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours with BetterHelp. Get started right away. No waiting days or weeks for appointments. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, get 10% off your first month with discount code Cray Cray. Go to betterhelp.com slash Cray Cray. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the perfect counselor for you. That's betterhelp.com slash Cray Cray, or use discount code Cray Cray to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. I'll also have a link in the show notes. Any Anything else about these two? No, you ready to move on to Big Edward? Oh, fuck. Yes. Ah, where do we start? He lives in San Diego, but he doesn't like swimming in the ocean. I can't. What? I fucking what? can't. There's sand, Kyle. There's sand in the ocean. What it gets human? everywhere. Ugh. I had to rewind and put the subtitles on to make sure that I heard this correctly that Ed does not want to swim in the ocean because it's sandy and he prefers the pool because there's no sand in the pool first off I cannot believe this to be true there's definitely sand in that pool (laughs) can we just say there's also Um, boners in that pool oh my god that underwater shot such a troll by the production. I loved it. Thank you. Why whoever did the we producer. Need to see that? Yes, but whoever the producer is on site, you're fucking genius. They literally had to go procure an underwater camera just for that. Oh. It Do you was remember something. when they had the underwater camera when uh Ricky jumped in the lake? Yes. yes. That was great. That this, was great. This was dark. This was, was really pretty- disturbing. Was it Ricky that didn't know how to swim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was wasn't he trying to prove to Jimena that he loved her? He's like he was, almost died. <laughs> he was. He was like, I'm gonna jump in the water even though I can't swim and I might drown. Yeah, that was And a she great was moment. like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was like, do it. <laughs> fucking do it, you bitch. <laughs> um so yeah, this this underwater scene was pretty disgusting. Um Ed had a boner, maybe, uh, in oh, that definitely. shot. There's <laughs> a lot yeah. of screenshots going around about it. <laughs> and I don't know. What was most like 
disgusting about this whole Ed and Rose scenes in this episode was that Ed basically like just exposes his deep, deep roots of privilege when he says like this whole time I was thinking that I just had to evaluate if Rose was right for me. This trip was for me. It never occurred to me that she might also have to make a decision. Like she's some sort of fucking indentured servant. Like it's she turned the tables. She turned the tables on me. That crafty foreigner. (laughs) Sneaky little woman. Like what? (sighs) Okay. Shall we start with the snip snip conversation? Ed tells Rose the truth about the kids after this pool scene that is highly disturbing. And I love Rose's face immediately when Ed's like, I have to tell you about something. She's like, here we go again. (laughs) She doesn't even say a word. She just goes, "Eh." (laughs) what (laughs) fucking can it be now? Death glare begins and it never really goes away from this point on her fuck you glare is chilling i wish i could replicate it i really do i don't think i can it's good it's good um do you want to know why ed didn't tell rose the night before that he didn't want to have kids ah because he wanted to try to bang her again yeah ding 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 yeah I mean, that's absolutely it, right? Like, there's no other reason he would have waited an extra day to tell her when he had resolved to tell her after talking to his friend, except he wanted to try to have sex with her one more time. Right. Yeah. And just, it's just really gross. I just, it was the first thing I thought of. He did, well, Kim, he says that he he didn't know how. I didn't know how to tell you. And I... What is it? Are we supposed to believe he had some kind of revelation in the le- last couple hours while he was boned up in the pool about how the right way to tell her was? I, I I'm just... not sure. It's really gross. I Rose calls him out, though, and I'm so glad she does this. She's like, why did you not tell me last night? And why didn't you tell me like the 50 previous times that we talked about this? Like, all I've been talking about is how it's my dream to have more kids and you've never mentioned that you might have a vasectomy? Like the the only thing that I'll say I'm not defending Big Ed at all, but I do find it a little bit strange when people get upset about something like this when they've never had any reciprocation. So for example, if Rose had said let's say that she has brought up the issue of kids 10 times, And she said, I want kids. I want kids. Now, if Big Ed literally said, yes, me too. Let's have lots of babies. That would be different. But if he just kind of smiles and nods and wipes some mayo in his hair and shit (laughs) while they're talking about this. And and if she never thought that was strange and didn't press him on it. I don't know that 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 would seem strange to me that she's so upset about it. Do you know what I mean? What do you, what do yeah. you think? No, I, I think you're right. But the truth is that we just don't know what their conversations were. I mean, even totally. his friend knew that he had. E- and the vasectomy it, thing yeah. is, is I, is I'm sure brand new information that is like a whole nother level. It's one thing if she, if she in the back of her head knew, well, Ed probably doesn't want to have kids, but I really want to. And he loves me. So 
I just exactly. am going to assume that he would be down. I, I get that, but you definitely need reciprocation on a, on a on a conversation that important. But the vasectomy thing is a whole nother escalation of <laughs> the I'm not having kids, and I, I get why she's really mad at least about that. And that's why I think it's so upsetting. Is like he made she, an appointment. He literally made two appointments to go get a snip snip. A double and snip. She, she's going <laughs> and she's going on and on about wanting kids. Like it's either an omission of information or at outright right. at a minimum. Yeah. So it's it's gross. And if you want to marry someone, even omission of information, I that's not cool. It's not cool. Yeah. The other like funny before we get to the epic scene. I thought it was really strange that Ed like kind of made this out about money and how he only had enough money for Rose and Prince and he didn't have enough money for additional children. And I was like, this is the first that you're mentioning that like, yeah, he's never mentioned that like money was a core issue. Also, also, sorry, just go ahead. No, I was just going to say he also never, it seems like he never brings into the equation in his head that, Rose will be independently productive at all. He, he he almost seems to assume that she's just going to stay at home and clean his house all day or something. Right? Also, this is like, sorry, we should have gone over this in evidence, but this is a rumor. It's unconfirmed, unverified. So pure rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. It's rumored that uh, Rose's sister asked Ed for $75. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah. 75 <laughs> fucking dollars. Where's it go from there, Kim? $90 to Which is- feed my my the woman I want to marry? Ugh. It does totally add up though if you remember that he was like losing his mind over like a 7 cent tip yes. when they were buying yeah. pajamas. Totally. So like I totally believe it, but anyway, I just thought this was worth mentioning. Um, the next morning, Ed wakes up again. Producers, you're trolling Why? us so hard. <laughs> Why do I need to see him with a shirt off so much? Not to, he's like in his underwear, waking up out of bed. But for a hot second, like I have my notes, like as I watched this episode for the first time, and I'm like, my first bullet is, "Why do the producers hate us?" And my second bullet is, "Rose is gone, fucking baller." <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to point out that I just want to point out that we've seen Ed shirtless more than Usman and Ash. It is not fair. Life isn't fair. This is a mostly female viewership. <laughs> Please give us what we want. <laughs> and those those two are more than happy to strut around with their shirt off all the time, I feel like. They certainly are. They certainly are, Kyle. Um, I don't know. So Ed is confused and sad. And in my heart, I was like, I feel like he might be a little bit relieved, except he's probably pissed he didn't get laid last night. Honestly, I, he didn't m- seem... Sorry sorry to interrupt. He didn't no. seem that bummed. He didn't. That's why I, I have in my notes, I feel like he's relieved. He doesn't seem that sad at all. Um, But then, you know, Rose isn't really gone. She just went for a walk, like a sane human would do to clear her head and think about this news that she was delivered yesterday from Ed and then she lays it down 
I th- I understand her reasoning for wandering away because if she had woken up and told Ed, I need to go on a walk to clear my mind, Ed is such a fucking creep that he would like wait 10 minutes and try to follow her around. He totally would. He would not yeah, leave her he alone. He would creep on her. her. He would. But then I Rose was awesome in this. And and remember, English is her second language and she self-describes her English as like not that good. So, I mean, when she she was very clear and concise and laying down some truths here she's like i told you so many times that i want a baby why did you even come here why would you not tell me before you come here then i i almost wonder i almost wonder if she pulled a producer aside and was like can you remind me of all of the horrible things ed has done (laughs) in the last week (laughs) can you just just write me a list on a napkin Right. She delivered it so well, though. She was like, well, first off, Ed's like, I'm 53. I don't want more kids. I'm like, did your age fucking change between the time that you met her and now? Like, what what do you mean? What does your age have to do with wanting more kids and not telling her about it? She's not 53. She's 24. Anyway, Rose, I know who you are. I was like, oh, what's coming? Here we go. Strap in. First. Put on your diaper, Ed. (laughs) Lied about height. Second, asked me to get an STD test. Third, gave me mouthwash when I have an ulcer. Fourth, lied about kids. Then, fifth, my sister. You think I'm just like her and all I want is money. And she she just summed this up so well when she said, you always embarrass me. You make me feel small. And I think you not love me. I was like, I think also he not love you, girl. And then she mother Debbie dunned him. I'm done. He love you in bathing suit. That's what he loves. (laughs) He loves getting you drunk and giving you foot rub and other things. That's it. Foot rub. I had forgotten about the foot rub. Now you just reminded me. He's the worst. I can't believe that there are people on the internet that think he's uh a jolly old man and i don't get it he's a he's a sweetie i don't get it at all and i just don't believe the 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 only way i feel like you could possibly believe that ed is a nice guy is if you believed that this entire thing was an act and was scripted and if you believe that i don't even know what to make of that because then that means that you have made the choice to go on TV and present yourself as a sex tourist piece of shit hobgoblin to the entire world and that you're okay with that. What does that say about you if it's completely fake? It's so bizarre in every way. I don't I don't understand how Ed has fans. I don't understand how he thinks he's still like a good person after this. His daughter must be horrified. Horrified. Another piece of evidence. Did you see that he is designing Big Ed masks and he's going to sell them? He's not donating them? I didn't see that. But I mean, that surprises me 0%. Other cast members were going after him big time in, in the comments when he posted this. Oh my gosh. Normally I would support entrepreneurship, but that is particularly disgusting. 
It's just the wrong time. It's the wrong everything. Ugh. And Big Ed is such a marketer. You would think he'd be intelligent enough to know to just give him away for free. Yeah, at least like a buy one, give one. Something. I, buy gross. one and I'll donate three to a local hospital. I don't know. Something. Jesus. Not that they want <laughs> their face that, with oh Big Ed God. on I mean, it. The fact Tree, that these can you masks... imagine? Can you imagine you're on your deathbed and fucking your <laughs> nurse comes in and there's a big sweaty mayo hair fat guy on your fucking no, mask in your face? No, oh, it's so bad. <sighs> That's it's maybe like... the darkest thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst thing I would ever want to see. Oh, there's a so... would you rather in there somewhere? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Um, what did you think in general though? Do you think that Rose is going to stick with this? I'm done. Like they still have to fly back together on a plane. Is she going to soften over time or is she pissed enough that she is actually done? Cause that's my one worry coming out of this episode Right, is that she's gonna, she's going to soften and I don't want her to. I feel like you're right in that they have to, they have to somehow get back and Rose for for how strong she was this episode, she is just not that experienced in travel, and I feel like she still will need to lean on Ed to get her back home because she's never been on a a. He even handled everything at the airport. Remember? I know. So I feel like we're going to have one round of I give I'll give you one more chance, but then he's going to screw it up again as soon as they get home, and then she'll be done for real. As soon as she's back in her element. Or, or probably more likely she's done, but she's smart enough to know that she has to put it on for another couple days to get back, and then she'll yeah. be done for real done, done. after she gets $75 out of him. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, I freaking hope so. It's, I mean, what else do you have to say about these two? Nothing. Let's move on. I hate him. Okay. I hate him so much. Uh, Stephanie and Erica, should we talk fried rice? Well, let's have some positivity here for once. This was, I, this this was, was great. The only, this is the only feel-good part maybe of the whole season. <laughs> it was. It was. Okay. <laughs> I just, Sorry. I just have to make some jokes here about the fact that like Erica's like, I don't know that my parents suspect that we're together. I'm like, nobody suspects you're together. <laughs> like. We Nobody even been... knows you're together. Even <laughs> the people at the party that you just said, we are together. Even they don't think you're together. <laughs> Every millions of viewers uh, do not think you're <laughs> <Right>? together. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, Erica's like, we haven't been giving them any vibes. And I'm like... Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no one. I also would like to say um, that we don't talk... We. We have a rule. We don't talk to cast, but Erica DM'd me. I did not respond, but she said she was very excited for you to do, to imitate her father on this podcast. You know, I, the thing is I can't do, I can't do a real Australian. I can only do a super racist Australian and her, <laughs> and her father seems like such a good dude I know. that I feel uncomfortable doing it. I it's I okay wanna... when it's an anonymous fake person that doesn't really exist but he's not dad. a drunkard that is killing kangaroos in the street and drinking <laughs> fosters 
You know, he doesn't no have a didgeridoo. No, nobody's drinking <laughs> Fosters. Everyone seems like a completely normal, well-adjusted, sweet family. So I don't want to do my horrifying Australian Cockney accent. <laughs> First of all, I would just like to say, I hope that Erica does not move to New York. And that's not, that's not a dig against Stephanie. I just feel like Erica has the best friends and family around her. And that her life in Port Augusta is so rad. I just... I need her to stay there and be happy. It just looks, I, yeah. her life seems awesome there. I don't know. It seems so M- cheery, like a sitcom. My hope for Erica is that she does move to New York, but not with Stephanie, and that she gets there. And after six months, she realizes how good she had it, and then she moves back and has a renewed appreciation. I like that. That's Oh, that's so nice. It's so wholesome, just like this family dinner. Thank you. That we, I'm that just, we saw. I, I'm trying to pivot as hard as I fucking can from Big Ed right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, <laughs> yeah, they. Nobody's been getting any vibes from Erica and Stephanie. Um. Her parents have a really great relationship with each other. It appears from the three minutes we saw them on television, and it appears that Erica has a really great relationship with her parents. And I feel like basically everything I've seen on the internet since this episode aired is that people love Erica's parents. Yeah. Within three seconds, the first thing I wrote down was these people are the sweetest. (laughs) I mean, come (laughs) on. He's telling dad jokes three a second. He's just rapid fire dad joking. And then (laughs) (laughs) any shark that eats my daughter. I know. And then his, and then her mom is just like, don't fucking laugh at them, which is exactly <laughs> what my wife would say too. Just don't indulge this this behavior. Don't don't encourage this behavior on TV, okay? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they were so funny. I loved his dad jokes. Even the mom though, she was like, "Don't laugh at his like any shark that eats my daughter joke." But then she was like, "Yum yum yum," like, like using yeah. hand motions to make <laughs> sharks. Just- they're just dorks that are excited to be on TV. It's really cute. It was really cute. Um, they just seem super chill. Uh, it, it was strange to me that Stephanie was so... She's apparently brought an entire suitcase full of like cheap consumer goods from America to provide <sighs> gifts for random people. <laughs> I know. Like You can pick up wine and flowers at a store in Australia. It's, Don't uh, even get me started. <laughs> so much garbage tracked across the globe. I'm like, save that suitcase room for like your meds, dude. Like, you know, you're going to need that space. You don't need the space for like some liquid soap that could explode all over your bag. These people have never packed before. Anyway. I know. Steph is more affectionate with Erica's parents than she has been with Erica. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so true. It's so true. Stephanie. That fried rice must have been really good. (laughs) The only annoying thing that Steph did this episode was that she like, and this could have been editing because they made it seem like they were at dinner for a whole like eight minutes. Right. And so we know that this is highly edited, but they made it seem like Stephanie launched into this, you know, speech about her illness, like almost immediately. And I was like, give it some, like, give it three minutes, man. Three minutes. I agree. I wrote down the same thing. Launch it into illness talk. But you're right. It They made it seem like they had two bites, said, I'm gay, had a kumbaya, and then immediately left. 
<laughs> with the <laughs> she editing. Didn't seem like that. Just I like loved mic it. drop. <laughs> when the parents though were like, "What have you been filling your time with?" My first reaction was, "Not sex." No, That's one not- thing they haven't been filling the time with. <laughs> bang trip gone wrong (laughs) nothing untoward i promise (laughs) oh in fact i might not be by i don't know (laughs) we haven't figured it out yet we're not sure yeah (laughs) unconfirmed um yeah the do do you want some more fried rice converse or comment was hilarious um dad literally couldn't give fewer fucks well uh, is that because he honestly doesn't care which I, I'm, tr- I, I know that he is totally cool with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just thinking when he says that, in my head, I'm thinking this guy is known for ten fucking years. You know, I know. what I and mean? Even her mom is like, I kind of knew. And Moms you think that her, you think the mom and the dad haven't both talked about that together? Oh my god! I talk about like, we we talk about which side of the toilet my son sits on when he takes a <laughs> shit. We talk about everything. <laughs> Of course they talked about it right so i think that's why he was unsurprised it's like they're probably just wondering like is she ever going to tell us maybe she won't maybe she just show up one day and be like i'm engaged to this woman and that's the end of the story and they'll be like but they just were not phased at all i quote they, yeah father erica it's not a worry as a parent it's just information <laughs> right and i wonder at a certain point if she if they if they really are so close at a certain point, if I'm her parents, I might be thinking, well, is there a problem in our relationship that she hasn't come out yet? Because it's pretty fucking obvious. And why isn't she willing to share that part of her life with us? You know what I mean? And so it was probably a relief for them, for her to tell them, because they, they might have been thinking that this is this kind of cloud that's hanging over. Like she, Erica's not being completely open with us, and I wonder why she's hesitant. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. On the other hand, it could have just been a practical matter that she just hasn't been in a serious relationship with a woman and it just didn't, like, why didn't bother? Didn't come up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we have four more couples to talk about. Luckily, Yolanda, uh, it's a catfish. She's in denial. I guess that's it. Do you have anything to talk about here? <laughs> Not really. Can we talk about Avery, Ash and Avery? Please. All right. Uh, gosh, where to start? Ashy's Mr. Mustache snack. Man. Yes. That was the highlight of the episode for me. So Kyle and I are like borderline obsessed. I guess I should just speak for myself with one of the producers on this show. And we call him Mr. Mustache Man. And you just like get glimpses of him. And we also follow him on Instagram. And we've talked to he, his wife. We've talked to his wife. <laughs> it was really cool um but he just seems not like at a all cool creeped dude. out by kim's obsession <laughs> with her husband i mean when i say obsessed i don't mean like that like romantically I, I just like i think he's a cool dude and i think he just seems like really i love to imagine this like hipster la type guy like in india with jenny and submit <laughs> you know like, because he definitely produced that storyline but um he we get a glimpse of him in the scene where Ash is at his car contemplating going away. And I wonder if Mr. Mustache Man convinced him to go back and talk to Avery because Ash yeah. looked dead set on going home. He's just like, bro, we gave her a Snickers. She's good to go. Get out of your nothing box. Yeah. Go talk to her. Um, 
I just hope after all the Jenny and Summit stuff that Mr. Mustache Man got to go to Australia. You know, he suffered through that whole fucking thing. It was now he's having a great insane. time in Melbourne. Now he's in Melbourne. Um, I mean, generally, like, we're Team Avery, right? <laughs> I mean, if I was Avery, I would just say, Mr. Mustache Man, you're single, right? <laughs> and he's such a cool dude that he would say no. I have a loving wife. He would wife. definitely say no. And he'd yeah. be like, I know this guy, Tim. Who's really into you? <laughs> um, Ash and Jesse are like the same person, right? I'm like slowly realizing this and it makes me very sad because in episode one, I found Ash attractive and now that is impossible. Yeah. That ship has sailed. It's really unfortunate. Um, the simple matter is that their worldviews do not align and they will not reconcile this. So I don't really know what they're still doing in the same Airbnb together. <laughs> I really hope that they don't. And that sex must have been epic. <laughs> that she is still there at all. You know what I mean? He made her feel like a woman, Kyle. <sighs> Didn't I make you feel like a woman? Do I take care of you? Do I make you feel safe? Do I make you feel like you're a woman? Ugh. I don't think of all these people, I don't think Avery needs you to make her feel like a woman. She seems very in touch with both both her feminine and masculine sides. Yes, she does. And in touch with her sexuality as well. She, and... can't, she can't even get out one sentence. She, she starts yeah. to, on the beach, I mean, and really even back at the Airbnb, but she just, all she says, she this is how she starts her sentence. What I have observed when you respond to women, and he, she can't even finish that <laughs> sentence, which is the most benign and very not aggressive way to start to present an idea about someone. And he cuts her off with that whole, do I make you feel like a woman? Like, rant. <laughs> then he said that she's attacking him and that right. she's patronizing and I'm like, well, I feel like, and Avery does eventually get a little bit worked up, which I would have been too at that point. I just think she's just so frustrated because he's not listening to her at all. But he is making her feel crazy for wanting to ask some hard questions. And I don't know. But he's what making hard out, questions? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the, the hard thing. It's like, what are you asking? Are you asking what he thinks about gender roles? Because you haven't actually asked that. All you've asked is why he responded to the women the way he did. Forget all that. Ask him what he thinks about traditional gender roles. Ask him what he thinks about a woman's place. I don't know. Yeah, I, That's I, the I, hard I, question you want to ask. You haven't asked it. She's really only, and I'm not, I, I'm going after Ash here. I, I'm not criticizing the way that Avery's approached this. I, I'm i just thinking back, and when he's complaining about being attacked and patronized and whatever, and maybe there was a bunch of stuff cut out, but really the only two questions that she's asked him are, is this what you really believe? <laughs> and two... Yeah, why did you respond in the way that you did to the questions that those women were asking? Those are both extremely legitimate questions that if he had a real answer that wasn't hashtag chauvinism, uh, he would have an answer to. If, if he really believes this stuff, which 
it to me the the vibe that I got is that he does believe it, but he doesn't fully understand it. And so when he gets asked that question in his head, he thinks, "Oh, she really hates this. She thinks that it's bad." But I don't have a full enough grasp of even my own ideas because I'm too dumb to articulate why I really believe in these traditional gender roles. And therefore, the only response that is left is to get mad and defensive. Totally. He, she hasn't really asked him any hard questions. She's asked him two fairly easy questions. And he is just uh, the best though is when he just tries to like touch her leg and she's like no nope (laughs) no she darcy's him i don't feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable (laughs) um so i don't know back at the airbnb i feel like it's worse i feel like oh yeah this this starts to get creepy this is like avery you said last night was the longest night of my life to to consider that this has been going on for like 24 hours. 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 It's just, I feel like anxiety in the pit of my stomach, just thinking that these two people lived through this. Um, She stripped me down in a way that as a man, I actually don't know what to do. What? He, he's the, the thing, man, I, I can just imagine how, brutal this conversation has been for both of them at this point you know i just think the last time that my wife and i had a tough conversation i just felt exhausted and it lasted maybe 45 minutes i know being and they up didn't all even night bang. there's they no didn't, way i'm they sure banged. they didn't bang yeah no. and i feel like when he says she stripped me down i feel like he has attached so much emotion to this belief system and I think it's because he really doesn't understand what he's saying. He's just parroting something and then he gets defensive because her attacking his idea about gender roles, I think a little bit has to do with the, the he's just really dumb and he can't articulate. I, I'm not advocating for traditional gender roles like we talked about last week. I think there's big problems with Ash's approach But I think that you could, as I also said, I think if he just presented it differently, he probably could have reached some people. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree with it, but I think there's an argument there that he could have made that would have still been patently offensive, but he probably could have gotten away with it. As we know from our foray into Married at First Sight many moons ago... There are women that are really into traditional gender roles, and that totally. is their right. So you're right. Like there would have been a contingent of people that he would have reached with that, but he just didn't even represent any coherent thoughts or there was ideas. no coherence, and there was no nuance. There was no. no. Th- there was no like you might feel this way, and other people might not, and that's okay. I'm going to talk about one worldview. He didn't. He didn't yeah. even couch it in that way. He didn't. He, he didn't open up any wiggle room for people's different ideas or their own philosophy about masculine and feminine. It was just women's have tiny brains <laughs> and men have big cocks and that's how everything works. You should be a relationship coach. You're there, great. I'm done. 
I could, I could make so much money. Um, the best was back at the Airbnb though. He starts to get really boo her. Like yeah. he says, you're a very hard. He says this to Avery. You're a very hard person. Very heartless. You hurt people. You hurt people very deeply. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> okay. People, you're, you're one hurt. person, Ash. One right. person. Exactly. Not even if you're hurt, which we can get into that, but even if you're hurt, which is your fault, who else is she going around hurting? <laughs> right? She hasn't even talked to anybody since she's been right. in Australia except your brother one time. Yeah. He was kind of an asshole to her. Who else is she hurting? <laughs> she hasn't met Cian, and I want to know if she meets Cian next week, the ex-wife, and she's like, and they both just commiserate like, what a dick. I Ash know. <laughs> in Avery's response to basically being accused of being a horrible, unfeeling bitch person, is her her response? Her what is her response, Kim? Can you explain, explain? yourself? <laughs> he Why do you hurt me? I feel like you're hurting me. I feel like a dog. Now you just kick me on a dog. You're. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. Tell I'm me done. to stay. I'm, I'm done. done. But then he's like, say something if you want me to stay. Say something if you want me to stay. And she uh, just sits there like, what do I do? <laughs> and she's like, I thought I was supposed to be the one with all the crazy stuff happening in my brain. <laughs> and you're going insane and walking out the door with your two bags. Like what? And she just sits there. To her credit, she's like, I'm just going to sit right here on this couch and I'm going to be very quiet like a mouse. It was great. Avery's awesome. I don't care. Like I I don't see anything that she's done. She, she even went on, I mean, talk about uh, gaslighting. She even went on Instagram and apologized for maybe being too harsh to Ash. <laughs> And, and, you know, maybe and she said, you know, I understand that sometimes I can be a tough person to deal with. And I'm like, you what what the fuck did you do besides point out someone being a complete piece of shit and just t- first of all, not just a piece of shit, but objectively terrible at their chosen profession. <laughs> Even he admits that it was not good. Not yeah. my finest moment. <laughs> he is like this. This is like the dictionary definition of gaslighting, right? Like Ash is trying to make her feel insane when all yes. she wants to do is ask about his opinion of gender roles, how they're going to deal with his kid if she he moves to the furthest away place that he possibly can on the earth. Like these are reasonable things to talk about and he's making her feel insane. Yep. Do you have any last words? No, this was a serious episode, but it was a very fun podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, we've been covering season five on Patreon, which is awesome, by the way. Such a good season. It's great. It might be the best season of 90 Day OG. I really think it is. Bold statement, but it's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've been covering quarantine over there a bit, too. The good parts. (laughs) Not as much anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's only it's, been two episodes. I can't wait. This week, oh, Darcy oh, looks oh. like she I is thought, a... I thought you meant, like, 
our lives and quarantine. Oh no, in no, I'm talking about self quarantined. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a tough watch, guys. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, but Darcy looks like she's a total meltdown, and like her hair extensions start falling out this week. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to watch that part. <laughs> I saw a preview and I texted you. I was like, that actually looks funny. Her nails are falling off. She's like, do not know what to do. I'm kind of pumped to see that. She uh, requires maintenance. She definitely does. She, our, our girl Darcy, she's a high maintenance lady. And yeah. that's just her. All right. Thanks everybody I, I, for listening. Oh, go ahead. I, I just want to say I did go outside for the first time in a while Ooh. and I saw other human beings at a safe distance. But I, I will say I have never seen, I, I've never noticed roots before on people. And there's, I mean, hairstylists, when things get back to normal, be prepared. You guys are going to be backed up for months. Yeah, get ready to work overtime. Yeah. Can't wait to get my hair. I've never dyed my hair in my life, but I still want to go get my hair cut. My wife is already talking man bun on me. <laughs> it's almost there. You're getting there. You're yeah, getting there. She thinks it might be almost time to, to try to rock it. I don't know. Oh, I'd love to see it. I I'd told her to I'm s- almost 40. I'm, I mean, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> There's just something about it. It doesn't feel right. You could be like that Matthew guy on Too Hot to Handle. The worst. I hate that guy. All right. And on that note, we'll talk to you next week. I can't believe you just compared me to that guy. <laughs> well, because you said man bun. And that's I don't know <laughs> how I will emotionally recover from this. That's You said he was the most handsome one on hot, Too Hot to Handle. But then he talked. Yeah, and he wore obnoxious clothing to the beach. It's unconscionable. Okay. Third third attempt. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.